Hello and welcome to Additive Insight, your source for news, interviews and comment on the latest 3D printing and additive manufacturing intelligence brought to you by the TCT content team. I'm TCT Head of Content, Laurel Griffiths, and I'm joined by our senior content producer, Sam Davis. Hello, Sam. Hello, Laura. As we've had a bit of a week and a bit to recover now, uh, we figured we would use this month's editorial roundtable to recap on the biggest stories from Form Next. Sam, how was Form Next in general for you? Does it feel like a distant memory already? It does feel like a while ago. Yeah, I guess. Was it two weeks tomorrow we travelled back? I think so. Well, two, by the time this comes out, two weeks today. Um, but yeah, it does feel, it feels ages ago, but I did have a week off in between and you had a few days off in between as well mm-hmm. so I, I guess maybe it's just I ignored everything work related for a week and then I came <laughs> back and then was like oh I've got an inbox full of stuff and um, about a million interviews to do hadn't really done any of the interviews I got from TST 360 either so just a backlog of stuff and <laughs> trying to remember conversations I was going through one before and I was just like I don't remember talking about any of this it's all just a blur um <laughs> So, yeah, so I'll do my best to remember who I talked to and what I saw. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great podcast if we're both feeling exactly the same. I was trying to write up an interview earlier today and I'd made a list of bullet points from the talk and what I, th- I thought we'd spoke about. And it turns out two of the points are from a completely different interview. Nice. Yeah. So um, it's it's going to be good. So um, audience, please rely on us for your next news for the next 30 minutes. But do check back to our website just to make sure the things we've said are actually correct. <laughs> <laughs> the top stories that we're going to cover today are Exact Metal launching its XM 200G metal 3D printer and dropping the price point of its XM200C. Extra 3D debuting its hybrid photosynthesis technology. AMT launching its next generation 3D printing service finishing equipment. And 3D Systems unveiling its new SLS metal systems and a bunch of more stuff as well at Form Next. And whilst we round up some news from Nexa 3D, BCN 3D, Mark Ford, Stratasys, and Additive Industries, there is an awful lot to get through today. And this is honestly just kind of scratching the surface really from the amount of news that we covered from form next and even this week i'm getting emails um from pr companies saying oh uh, now that the form next rush of news has, has died down um yeah i wouldn't mind if you take a look at this i think it's really really not died down i've still mm-hmm. got a huge list of stuff that i've not covered but we'll try and crack on and, and get through these stories for you in a, a succinct way so sam you have the first story from exact metal yes yeah, so over the last couple of months i think at this point what month it's december now yeah so october november um or september october november um from tc 360 through to form next um i've kind of been speaking to the exact metal team quite regularly they were exhibiting in in the uk uh back in september Mm -hmm. and uh during that conversation with uh juan mario gomez who's the ceo of the company um he was he was telling me that they were they were going to be making announcements that form next which would fall in line with their kind of overall mission and strategy which is basically to make metal additive manufacturing as affordable as possible um and so in frankfurt we arranged to to meet up again on the first day um and they were there showcasing the the xm 200g 3d printing system um which they'd launched uses part of bed fusion technology um equipped with a 150 by 150 by 150 millimeter build volume, um, has single and dual laser configurations with um, 100 watt, 200 watt and 400 watt fiber laser options available. Um, 
And yeah, this platform with a with a single laser configuration is is available at ninety thousand dollars US dollars, um, and then the dual laser configuration is available for an extra sixty five k. And this machine is being targeted at entry level customers who wish to leverage metal three D printing for product development, tooling, mm-hmm. or, or research. Um, and the various laser options and configurations are there for those who wish to have more productivity with multiple lasers or to process sorry, materials like copper and aluminium with the higher wattage lasers or, or even print with thicker layers. And the, the whole point of the machine is to enable those kind of applications, but to do it affordably and to allow you know, the small and the medium businesses and, and universities to, to take advantage of the technology you know, like the, the more wealthy and the, and the bigger companies and, and educational institutes are, mm-hmm. are able to do. Um, and as you mentioned at the, the top, alongside the introduction of, of the 200G machine, Exact Metal also announced it was reducing the price of the XM200C, which has had on the market for a few years now. Um, so the, the price point of that was around 90k like the the new machine and that's been brought down to 65 us 65,000 us dollars um and and um i think both machines are, are kind of available immediately um Juan told me that the company feels that that's a sustainable price point and they're even committed to to making further price reductions where they can um they're working on obviously reducing the, the cost to make the machine and then basically hand in um, that cost saving over to the to the customers, um, and and that's their kind of game plan. They don't want to compete with the you know the the big uh, big in terms of size machine manufacturers. Mm-hmm. They kind of see a load of opportunity with these SMEs, with these you know maybe smaller platform machines at the um, the more reasonable prices. They do have a, a kind of mid format machine. Um, that's going to be available next year around kind of 300 by 300 by 300 millimeter build volume because um, they do see some demand for that as well. Um, and you know, he elaborates on all of that in, in a Q&A that we've, we've published on the TST Magazine website this week. So um, that's where to go if you want to know more. Um, we published that, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday. So it's mm-hmm. kind of at the top of the, the page. You'll see it there. It'll be distributed on the newsletter this week as well. Um, so yeah, there's there's plenty of more information from Juan Mario there. Mm-hmm. I remember when we first heard of Exact Metal and just the fact that they were coming out with this sub one hundred thousand dollar metal machine was was pretty uh pretty amazing at the time to be honest. And the fact that they've now dropped this down to to sixty five k, it is a significant drop, and they look like they are really trying to target different categories of users for for these different machines. I mean. Is, is it the lower end machine? Is is that mainly like the research based style um, users, or is is that more like the SME type machine? Yeah, so I think I think the main difference between the two machines is um, the as as you've we've probably seen with quite a few um, companies, they they tinkered with like the architecture of the machine um, to make it kind of a bit more you know industrial and durable, and so Exact Metal have. Um, a, a kind of galvanometer system um, mm-hmm. that's that's in place on this new machine and that helps them to just go a bit faster and, and kind of be more um, productive. So yeah, the, the galvanometer system is, is basically the, the kind of the main difference between the machines. And I think um, there's maybe, a, there can be a kind of 60% 
speed difference between the, the two machines um, with that. So I think that's the kind of the main differentiator. And um, I, I think it's the case where there, there may be customers who start with the, the 200C, but that, that, that may move up to the 200G um, as maybe their, their volume increases or the demand increases or, or whatever. So, um, so yeah, and then obviously they'll have the, the, the machine next year coming with a, a bigger build volume, which again will allow um, bigger parts, but bigger volumes of parts as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about some of the metal systems um, in a little while, but the next story is a new polymer technology from a company called Extra 3D who made their debut at Form Next um, with their, I'll get it right this time, hybrid photosynthesis HPS process and the Lumia 3D printer. And um, so this is a startup which actually has um, a background with figures from the additive manufacturing industry. So the CEO is one of the co-founders of Nexa 3D, who I spoke to um, on the show floor. And the COO was actually has a background in materials at 3D Systems and served as director of technology at Exponential Works. So lots of history in additive manufacturing here behind this startup. And it, it's a technology that's kind of been coming for a while. This technology is a combination of all of the benefits of SLA, DLP and LCD style printing. So the company is saying that they are, quote, eliminating the need for trade-offs, end quote, between processes. So this technology is supposed to be not necessarily just an evolution, but they think it's actually more of a breakthrough that they think will replace all current photopolymer 3D printing light engines, which is a pretty big a- a- ambition. So it brings together, as I mentioned, all the benefits from each of those resin-based 3D printing technologies. And I want to try and get this right when I try and explain the process, but the combination of these processes basically means that the part layers are built and cured via a projector, while at the same time, the part edges are cured with the laser. So you get the benefits there of kind of the, the speed on one side, but then also the accuracy and, and the smoothness from the other process. So speaking to, to us at Formnext, the company's CEO, Gianni Zatelli, said that they are introducing a completely new technology that's able to combine the benefits of DLP with the benefits of a laser. He talked about their amazing team. As I mentioned, lots of 3D prints experience there for developing this unit technology that is supposed to be fast like DLP but accurate like a laser-based technology. They're saying that it will have appeal in many different industries such as consumer goods, automotive, aerospace and functional prototyping, all the top ones that we usually get in the additive manufacturing industry. And I was shown quite a few part examples on the show floor. Um, some of those um, interesting ones were the ones that were molding and tooling applications where the, the smoothness of the parts just, just really shone. And when we're looking at some of the print times for some of these, um, which were quite, you know, sizable molding tools, we could produce just one of these in around 24 minutes or a batch of six in, in 143 minutes. So um, it is a really, really fast technology. And the quality of some of these parts, the smoothness was just incredible. They, they looked like injection molded parts they, they really did so um yeah it was nice to, to get to handle some of those and um honestly just see the enthusiasm from this team as well who had a pretty impressive booth actually at the event um, especially coming in as a startup they clearly want to to make a big splash in this industry and they, they definitely had the knowledge to back it up so uh, yeah this was um this was an interesting one to look at and definitely one we're going to to keep an eye on and hopefully have more conversation with, with these guys going forward yeah, I think um, it's quite interesting that, that it's an, yet another company that's kind of got links to the the Exponential Works umbrella, mm-hmm. obviously um, former employees of, of Nexa 3D as well. But um, there's always one company, I think, when you go to a trade show like Formnext that you find multiple people telling you that they've seen something and you should go and see it. And I think um, Axtra with that company this time, yeah. I spoke to a few people and they were they were saying that um, we should go check that out. And I, I walked past 
um i can't remember what day it was it's one of the middle days and um i was kind of just poking around there for, for about 10 or 15 minutes and there was just a constant flow of people coming to mm-hmm. ask the team questions there and, and try and you know understand the, the technology um so i think it sounds like they had a really good show i think um you know definitely a, a company to to keep our eye on as things move forward yeah it's funny actually before sam and i got on this call and we were talking about when we go to trade shows and people ask us that question mm-hmm. normally the dreaded question of what, what's the best thing what, what what should we go and say well there's that question and there's what 3d printer should i buy and we can't generally answer either of them no. but for this one um, this was one of the companies that i did actually tell people you should probably um go and see just because it felt it, it felt genuinely quite different and um, i know they've they've called it a breakthrough themselves but um in terms of the speeds and the quality of parts they were showing it it, it, it certainly felt like they had the goods to back it up yeah it's nice to have an answer to that question yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time when you go to a trade you don't and, and yeah there's a lot to be said for you know the technology stabilizing and, and then not always being something new but it is always fun i think to to see something new that hasn't maybe been done before um and you know kind of get people talking about and get people excited about it um and the kind of you know the possibilities because by combining those two processes you you would imagine there's going to be application opportunities that haven't been tapped into previously so Mm -hmm. it was nice to be able to say oh i have actually seen something yeah. And see that. Uh, the next news story we're going to talk about is something that's not a 3D printer. Uh, AMT have launched the next generation of the 3D printing service finishing equipment. Uh, Sam, you've got this one. Yeah, so I just I thought it was a really interesting and, and quite significant announcement uh, for AMT because although it's it's not a brand new launch um, of, a, of a new technology or a new, a new product really, it does feel like the products that the company was exhibiting at Formnext were a lot closer to the products that they will have imagined when they when they set out a few years back mm. um so the the post pro post pro 3d service moving system was uh made commercially available back in 2018 and then the post pro mini was introduced uh the following year at rapid plus tct i think um and since then the company has been working in the background to, to optimize its offering to, to kind of be more suitable uh to the factory floor they've been garnering feedback from uh, 72 of their uh, customers. And, and the result of that is these next generation versions of the, the Post Pro machines, which they've had a little bit of a rebrand. So there's the SF50, which used to be the, the Post Pro Mini for, for prototyping and, and low volume production runs. And then the SF100, which is, you know, to, to process the, the higher volume production runs. Um, and that's all been facilitated by the, the 15 million dollar series b funding round that amt announced in october mm-hmm. um and, and when you got onto the stand um at fall next the, the new machines if you were i guess if you were just walking past and you'd never seen them before you wouldn't you wouldn't maybe immediately notice they just looked like you know the kind of post-processing machines you might expect but on the floor they had um the kind of um markings of the the perimeter of the of the the, the lash machines and the, and the size difference was significant they've really kind of um kind of squashed it down almost and mm. it looks like it's kind of been re- the machines have been reduced in size by about half at least um and and they've not just you know managed to kind of pack it down into a into a smaller format but they've also made sure that the machines are, are front loading rather than top loading which 
I mean, it makes it easier for a human, but it makes it a lot more easier for automated yeah. pieces of equipment to actually move things in and out of those things. Um, they've also managed to reduce the cycle times by around 25%. Um, and there's also a, a kind of a, a kind of another level of the machine, the SF100+, plus, which is for what AMC call power users. Um, and this machine... Um, achieves a 188% increase on the number of parts processed per minute and a 55% reduction in total cost of ownership according to AMT. So they've, they've really been kind of working hard to, to refine those machines. Um, obviously, they've, they've, they've already got dozens of, of customers, so they, they weren't doing too badly before, but they've obviously managed to kind of refine them, optimize them. And as I said before, I kind of think that's the, the, the products we saw at Formlex were probably what they imagined when they when they set out. Um, the next generation machines are, are available now for purchase. Um, they've got a range of flexible purchaser models, um, and AMT say that they're compatible with all kind of major OEM printed technologies from from HP to desktop now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. As you say, you feel like this is what they were always aiming for uh mm-hmm. when they when they started out and i read in the in the press release that you know they've said that um to date the post pro 3d technology is the most adopted chemical vapor smoothing technology on the market mm-hmm. which um you know that, that's they've been around for what like five, five years at, at this point and um yeah. they've really made a name for themselves in that time and just the things you've been talking about today that you know even like the loading of the machine you know the change in the cycle times the fact that it's a smaller machine i know we talk about this all the time but it really does just point to how companies are thinking about how do people actually use this technology in a real life setting what do they need in order to use additive manufacturing for mass production what does what do they need to actually turn it into mass adoption of additive manufacturing and that is we need more automation needs to be easier to to load these things to Mm -hmm. get that repeatability to get the cycle times down and all of these kind of small fine-tuning um details that, that, that we're getting now and really just point to that and the how the industry is evolving to go more into those production applications so um it's great to see and i do think there was a lot of evidence of that actually at formix just in general mm. um you know we weren't just looking oh while there were a lot of machine um, launches it, it was mainly in the things around machines in the things like post-processing you know we saw uh, new machines from from rosler which was also got a q a with them coming out on the website very shortly um and things like materials as well all the stuff that comes around it the the software and it's um always worth repeating how important all of those stages are and and how that is going to take us really to that next stage yeah it feels like more and more and it's one of those things maybe it's not worth a pat on the back because it's what they all should be doing anyway but they're they're (laughs) listening to the feedback and then they're kind of implementing on that feedback and and actually you know improving their products and i think the you know what we've seen with AMT, um, same with Mark Forge, it's just kind of listening to what the demand is and then doing it and making sure they've got, you know, the, the products out there that, that can cater to that, um, mm-hmm. which, as I say, that's what they should be doing. I'm sure they're not expecting a pat on the back for that, but it is good to see <laughs> that because I think probably in the past a lot of people have maybe thought that that kind of, I don't know, there's been some chinks in that feedback loop and maybe the industry has taken a while to actually address the issues, but um, it's good to see that those issues are being addressed. Today 
Today's episode is sponsored by Evolve Additive. I spoke to Director of Business Development, James Grimm, about their unique STEP technology. STEP technology has just hit the commercial market and it is something completely different. So what it stands for is Selective Thermoplastic Electrophotographic Process. What this really is, is a uh, a three-step process. Think of like industrial, uh, high volume 2D printing. And so what we've done is adapted that existing technology that's really proven and reliable from a great manufacturer, Kodak. And so we leverage their 2D printing and we create toners out of polymers, right? So thermoplastics. And once we've tonerized the thermoplastics, we can then use that printing technology and image thermoplastics in a similar way that that they were imaging ink toners onto paper, right? Through a really high-tech 3D printing process, uh, we can align those plastic images on top of one another. They get fused together under heat and pressure, which is very similar to what's going on in an, in an injection molding machine. And so the net result is uh, very, very high resolution, very, very high detail, and a surface quality that is very similar to injection molding. And so what this allows us to do is really kind of poke into where injection molding currently has been uh, fulfilling manufacturing and with parts. And we, we are able to do this now with additive manufacturing and, and cut into what we kind of call our, our, our five pillars uh, of where our company stands on, right? And we want to deliver additive manufacturing that meets customers' needs for cost, a wide variety of materials, so real thermoplastic materials. We need to deliver parts that are of utmost quality, so it's very, you know, identical or better than injection molding quality, and at a speed to meet high throughput, and we want it to be scalable, right? Our technology can grow and it's versatile, really kind of breaks away from maybe a lot of the limitations of, of traditional injection molding. As we look towards AM for production, there's a lot of interest around the idea of the factory of the future. What's Evolve's take on how AM fits into that vision? The factory of the future is something that we really live and breathe every day at Evolve, right? Uh, automated unloading and loading of our parts is built right into the machine. So no, no more trying to create some sort of crazy robotic arm integration. It's pretty straightforward with ours. And so we've designed the machine to work in, in a factory setting right from the ground up. We've already built what we call Evolve factory software. And this allows you to really tap into all the data that is collected during the build process of our machine and leverage that for things like you know, ERP systems or MES systems and really sort of integrate this machine in an automated fashion into your own uh, production scheduling, ordering, fulfillment, it's really designed right from right out of the gate to be play very friendly with all of these fantastic automation tools and AI tools and big data tools that are coming our way. And another trend that we're really seeing right now is conversations around the role of additive manufacturing on supply chain. Where does Evolve fit into that conversation? Product producers are looking at how do they manufacture closer to the point of purchase. So you can start doing things like part rev control at a central headquarters and you know you can print 
parts at high volume and high mix at specific sites around the world. And so rather than calling up your contract manufacturer, having them pull a, pull a tool off of a shelf and prep it for molding, this is just send the data to your SVP machine that's sitting at your, at your manufacturing facility and pressing print. For more information, visit evolveadditive.com. The next store actually ties into that quite nicely, as if we planned it that way. Mm -hmm. um, it is 3D Systems launching its new SLS, a metal 3D printing systems, and a bunch more um, at Formnext. And one of those does include a collaboration with AMT. Um, so 3D Systems made several additions to its lineup um, in Frankfurt. So there was four new machines on the show floor, and I took a bit of a, a tour around everything. So I got a really nice overview of all the things that the guys are launching. And I'll be putting up a, an interview on the website once I get around to it so hopefully very shortly but they debuted first of all their latest SLS system the SLS 380 it's part of what they've called the next generation workflow that includes its 3D sprint software its duraform materials and also post-processing technology from AMT so it's scheduled for availability in the first quarter of 2022 as were most of the machines that they actually launched at the event it's said to provide high levels of repeatability, improve throughput and reduce operating costs to, for more effective, efficient digital manufacturing. It includes several features which help that, including a custom algorithm that manages eight separately calibrated heaters and an integrated high resolution um, IR camera that captures over 100,000 thermal data samples per second to really manage that thermal uniformity within the build chamber to make sure that you get those uh, repeatable parts. Um, it also benefits from um, a new MQC 600, which means material quality control system, uh, which ensures an um, optimal ratio of fresh to recycled material to deliver material up to four to up to four printers at the same time. So um, yeah, lots of kind of similar to what we we're just talking about then, kind of these incremental um, improvements and it's kind of the, the fine tune of the machine but stuff when you're talking about real manufacturing stuff that is super, super important in terms of making sure you are getting those uh, repeatable parts. Part of this collaboration with AMT, and uh, they're now gonna be reselling AMT's product line as part of this um, SLS workflow. Um, so it'll be including the post-pro SLS post-processing. Wow, I've said post-pro an awful lot in this <laughs> conversation. Um, to give this real fully automated depowdering and chemical vapor smoothing process. So 3D systems have gone very much um, application focused. They, they've had a bit of a restructure over the last year where you know they've got teams that are dedicated to, to certain sectors where they see real value and the idea of providing not just a machine for people but this this full end-to-end -end system is is really about that not just selling someone a printer but you know selling someone this whole kind of application development process and and everything that you need to to do that which is why it includes not just the post-processing side but the, but the software and those duraform materials as well so over in Metals, uh, 3D Systems have launched several new machines, including the DMP Flex 350 Dual and the DMP Factory 350 Dual. Uh, they're both new and come equipped with the same features found in 3D Systems' current direct metal printing platforms, but they now include features like a quick swap build mode and integrated powder recycling, but they also benefit from different laser configurations, so you can get a two-laser configuration to reduce build times by up to 50%, obviously. Uh, 3D Systems expects the machines to be popular with users in medical 
medical, aerospace, turbo machinery, semiconductor and automotive sectors. They also introduced a third metal platform, which was aimed more towards the dental sector. It's called the DMP Flex 200 and features a 500 watt laser and a smaller build volume of 140 by 140 by 115 millimeters. And also some uh, really useful features like a build plate um, clamping system, which is said to make it much easier to basically remove things from the build plate, which would make it ideal in places like busy dental laboratories where you've got hundreds of applications coming through every single day. And so the ability to remove things like partial dentures, crowns bridges and implant bars and um, just in a really um, efficient way um, it's just going to be really appealing to those kinds of um, those kinds of end users and, and again all all of those machines are expected to be made available in the first quarter of next year and once again, just supporting a few of those announcements with, with things across software too and materials. They've also expanded uh, the capabilities of their 3D Expert 17 software for their metals customers. And this is part of the acquisition with Opton, which Sam, you've covered previously, and um, which happened back in September. So the latest version of this print preparation software promises to really accelerate part design with higher yield and faster print times. And then there's also some materials announcements for its figure four platforms and now talking about those uh, more resin based processes. So they introduced rigid 14C black, uh, which is a two part epoxy acrylate uh, hybrid material, which is designed to deliver production grade parts with long term mechanical stability in various different environments. It's said to have a toughness similar to injection molded polybutane glass fiber, and it's said to be ideal for under the hood and internal cabin automotive applications. So those that require um, great kind of heat deflection temperatures and um, 3d systems adds that figure four users will also benefit from a cure time that's said to be approximately 75 percent shorter than the eight to 12 hours required for similar materials available on competitive systems and um, 3d systems have been really good actually in terms of providing data sheets recently for any material launches so you know really getting into the nitty-gritty of the science behind those materials and you know all of the um, all the figures that um, the engineers are really interested in and um, so as i said i did take a tour around the booth um, at the time and i'm going to be um, putting that on the website as soon as I possibly can but there was a lot to take in on the, the 3D systems booth and not just in terms of machine launches but um, just being able to see some of those applications um, in person that we've talked about over the last year you know the um, material developments in, in Scalmalloy I saw um, part of an, an aerospace bracket which had print, printed in this material which was super super lightweight so just to look at you, you really would have thought you'd, you'd struggle to pick it up but it wasn't it, I could have lifted it with, with my little finger it's really impressive and then also seeing some of the semiconductor application as well on the show floor which as i mentioned a couple of these machines now are going to be really geared towards so um lots of different areas the medical applications as well of course lots to take in and um, yeah look out for that on the website in the coming weeks that was a lot <laughs> there's always there's always like we were saying before about um a company that everyone tells you to go and see there's always a company that has got a million things to tell you about and <laughs> the journalist nightmare to kind of structure that piece on the website and take mm -hmm. it all in mm -hmm. um, and yeah sounds like 3d systems for that <laughs> company but a good a lot of good stuff though and i think um maybe it's just kind of putting two and two together it does feel like that whole um you know thing they've been doing over the last 18 months of, of really kind of focusing on on the 3d printing technology and, and divesting some of their other stuff is, is kind of bearing fruit in in what mm -hmm. they're doing at for next it's a lot of kind of you know new products and, and um, new materials and that kind of thing new software options um, for their users so um, yeah that's good yeah and, and you definitely saw that on the booth because it was um, 
they did kind of give you this journey in terms of the different areas that they're in now because 3d systems on one side you've got the additive manufacturing kind of industrial applications then on the other side you've got the medical stuff which is not just things like the the medical models which we've seen and the implants but also on the bioprinting side as well which they also had on the show floor so it was nice to after so long of just speaking to the team remotely it was nice to see that that vision so we're going to use the last bit of the podcast now just to, I guess, really quickly run through some of the other major news stories uh, from the event. So um, a couple of ones we've got. So Nexa 3D, um, they had a few announcements. Again, Sam, as you just said, mm-hmm. another one of those companies that makes several announcements and makes your job a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the first story from these guys, which is the one I'm going to focus on, was the launch of a new 3D printer from its newly established desktop segment. Uh, the printer is called the XIP and it adopts the same lubricant sublayer layer photo curing technology from Nexus uh, NXE 400 and NXD 200 systems. The idea is they want to bring this high speed, high precision polymer printing to a much smaller footprint and just to make it more accessible at this lower price point. Um, Abby has commented that uh, we wanted to make ultra vast 3D printing available and accessible to every business that could benefit. The XIP will allow a wide range of users to create at the speed of thought, turn their ideas into products more quickly. So just a few quick facts about the XIP. It features a build volume, pretty standard build volume for a desktop uh, machine of 190 by 120 by 170 millimeters. That includes a 3.8 liter print volume, um, a layer thickness down to 50 microns, and print speeds are said to deliver around 20 times productivity over competing SLA and DLP machines. Now, I didn't get a chance to actually see one of these machines running at the show, so I've, I've not actually seen it printing in person, but um, I know there was a lot of buzz around this machine, um, and so... If we are talking about those kinds of print speeds, that will be quite the game changer when talking about um, a desktop machine, which you could quite easily just have set up next to you um, in your office. A few of the features, it also comes equipped with a smart resin cartridge, which allows touch-free material handling and loading, um, optimized printing by, by consistent column levels in the vat, and continuous printing of up to 1.3 kilograms without interruption. So super important for those larger prints. And there's also a toolless vat system, which clamps into place with electromagnets to really streamline those material changeovers. And from the few videos I've seen of this working, it does look like a super smooth process and make things a heck of a lot easier. And that also is paired with next the 3D's Everlast interface, which extends the VAT life to 50,000 layers. Uh, the XIP adopts an open materials platform as well, so it'll be available for use for, with general purpose, uh, polypropylene-like, ABS-like, peak-like, elastomeric, and dental resins at launch. So I imagine that only growing even more over the coming year as people get their hands on this machine. It starts shipping in Q2 2022, um, but people can already start to, to pre-order this machine now. And just to bolster that as well, um, Nexus 3D have actually... Um, established a desktop specific business unit they have hired a general manager for this specific uh, business unit as well so they're obviously taking it very very seriously um so yeah one to look out for in the coming months um sam one of yours that you've covered again we'll just run through very very briefly uh mark forge you did a q a with these guys for their new machine launch yeah so the, i won't i won't go too much into the details because i appreciate they've kind of been teasing the the machine for must be six months and, and <laughs> launched it ahead of Form Next and then obviously debuted it at Form Next, but the FX20 system was there. Um, it's a pretty big machine in comparison to the rest of their offering um, and was one of those that was drawing crowds throughout. I think they had um, three sessions every day where they were they were kind of talking um, a, a big crowd of people through the capabilities of the machine. It's got a, a 525 by 400 by 400 millimeter build volume. Mm-hmm. heated chamber that can reach up to 200 degrees c uh 
it can it can print eight times faster than the X7 machine with default settings and uh, has the, the capacity to print a carbon fiber reinforced Ultim 9085 material, which obviously the company expects to open up applications in the aerospace sector. That's There's obviously going to be challenges with certain applications about the, the certification of that, um, which we do touch on in that, in that Q&A. Um, and they, they had a few parts on the stand at Formnext, which as always uh, with Mark IV should like, a really really nice surface finish um right out of the print bed um and you could feel the extra durability and stiffness as well with that um that reinforced autumn compared to the non-reinforced materials they had there um so yeah as i said there's a q a with uh mark forge director of product management uh tom muscolo um that's on the, the tc magazine website and again will be on the, the additive insight newsletter this weekend um, and he, he takes us through the motivation for the launch of that machine, the market opportunities for that system, and the the significance of that old term ninety eighty five material, and, and much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, another story on metals now. This is BCN three D, which have announced the launch of the Metal Pack add on, which will basically turn the Epsilon three D printer, which currently just uh, processes polymers, into a workbench printer for metals. So it's the same um, sort of technology that we've seen before and which is currently available for printers like Ultimaker and MakerBot uses BASF's ultrafused filaments which are filaments that contain high levels of stainless steel mixed with polymer binders to allow printing on FDM style machines and so this add-on pack basically can be purchased with a new hot end uh, the materials included and some um, accessories as well which makes it very easy to turn your epsilon printer into a metal 3d printer Uh, the idea behind this is said to address a growing demand for stainless steel parts from industries such as pharmaceutical food automotive, aerospace, and just general manufacturing as well. And BCN3D said the ability to print with metal on the benchtop will, quote, open up a new range of applications in spur parts, functional prototyping, and tooling. Um, I did go and have a look at some of these parts on the booth, and it's um, it will never not be cool to see metal parts printed on a desktop machine that you think I could literally have that, you know, in, in the TCC office and be able to print metal parts. Um, the way it works is uses the usual um, debinding, sintering process. You will print your parts on your machine Machine and then the parts go off as part of BSF's divine and Sintering network where they use their partners to go through those processes and then send your parts back. So it's obviously not, you don't get your metal parts done straight off the printer and then they're able to use, they do have to go through this process afterwards like you would with any kind of bound metal process. Um, but apparently it's a pretty quick process and particularly for users in the UK, apparently that's one of the uh, most uh, quick places to do it as there's quite a decent network of authorised suppliers across the UK. So a little tip for anybody looking to, to print uh, with metals on their machine. So um, I should say it's part of BASF's Forward AM authorised network there. Uh, Sam, you also had a chat with Stratasys, who had some news at the event. Yes. Um, so this is something that's been coming, I think, and they did announce a couple of other things, but I, I just wanted to touch on what I thought was the most important of their announcements. Um, and and that was their, their kind of open materials announcement. Um, and obviously, Stratasys is one of a number of companies in the industry has traditionally like to control everything, print the software materials. Um, they did partner with Solvay, I think a few years back, which kind of pointed towards a bit more of an open approach. And then when they acquired the likes of Origin and, and RPS in the last year or so, that was another kind of, of sign of things to come, I think. And it's been gradually moving to a more open materials approach on the FDM side of the business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Formnext, that was, 
confirmed with a, a three-tiered materials ecosystem, which will comprise of open materials, validated materials, and preferred materials. Preferred materials are going to be those that are developed by Stratasys or a third-party partner, like a Solvo, for example, for the highest performance applications. Validated are those that um, are validated against basic reliability testing, and an open covers basically everything else. Materials that are unvalidated and have been paired with Stratasys FDM equipment by the user via an open materials license. And this kind of approach to it, I think, is kind of a best of both worlds for Stratasys, where they they can cater to that growing demand for open mm-hmm. materials ecosystems while still be able to keep all being able to keep a handle on uh, materials for those high performing applications. So, you know, for certain applications, users will have confidence that the preferred materials are up to the task while they're also kind of free to experiment and explore uh, with other options should they wish. And Stratasys, like Exact Metal, are a company that I, I did chat to at TST360 as well. So hopefully, if I've got the time before um, we head off for our Christmas break, I'm going to I do a feature on Stratasys. I've spoken to the CEO, I've spoken to uh, Neil Hopkinson, who's, who's come across with the, the Zark3D team um, with, the, with the SAF platform, and um, Andy Langfeld as well, who's their EMA, EA president and Hopefully there'll be a, a more on, on all of what's gone on at Stratasys over the last 12 months um, on the TCD Magazine website before the end of the year. If not, it'll be in the new year. I feel like we've just set ourselves up for failure on this podcast. Um, and announcing so, so many articles that are coming in the future. Yeah, with no time to actually write them in. <laughs> Uh, and the last story we're going to quickly cover is Additive Industries, which launched its next generation metal 3D printer um, and a series of partnerships as well. So it's called the Metal Fab G2 series and it includes apparently over 150 updates. It's said to double the productivity of its previous models and includes features such as optimized gas flow and heat management updated process parameters and automated beam quality measurements so there are three versions available core automation and continuous production and to basically cases to different markets but the company says that the launch bolsters its promise to provide bigger better and faster systems and it also launched alongside that the new mf calibrate multi-beam qualification tool which automates the procedures for each beam to ensure repeatable and predictable output so very important when you're looking to use additive manufacturing for those production applications um, additive industry says the tool can reduce the manual task of beam quality validation for multiple laser systems uh, down from an entire day to less than an hour. And the company also presented its additive studios, which offers um, additive services from application development to design for AM, material developments, production optimization, etc. From several locations now. So they've got one in the UK, um, in the US, in LA, um, in, in Eindhoven, and also in Singapore as well. So they launched quite a few things. Uh, and lastly, they also announced a few partnerships as well with some AM specialists. So the first was Sigma Labs. That also means that the new Metal Fab G2 is print right 3D ready. So it's ready to use all of these features on that new machine. They also announced a partnership with Materialize as well. They're going to work on a number of workflow improvements, including updates to its build processor V2.6 to enable slicing of bigger data and faster processing. This is also compatible with Materialize E-Stage support software and is optimized for use with Additive Industries Dynamic Laser Assignment Tool. 
And then finally, a partnership with a machinery equipment manufacturer, uh, Makino, to develop end-to-end AM solutions for production, what they say is, quote, beyond prototyping from part design to manufacturing. So um, not entirely sure what that last partnership is going to actually look like in practice, but as I said, lots of announcements um, from the company there. I think we've done pretty well, Sam, and that was nowhere near half an hour. Um, It was 45 minutes, so I think it's time for us to go. Yeah, I feel like I need another week off after talking about form next. I mean, I could just do it with a coffee, to be honest. <laughs> well, that might do it, but... I, I have a cold cup of coffee here, Sam, and I have um, day one and two of my selection box, which have been untouched so far, so next to me, so that's what I'm going to be treating myself to once we get off this call. That sounds... I mean, the cold coffee doesn't sound great, I'll admit. Um, maybe go and heat that up, but otherwise, sounds great. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run back over to the warm side of the office after coming to this dark and cold side um, to get some peace. It's genuinely freezing, um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to heading back over there where the heating's been on full blast. I'm just gonna yeah I don't know probably fail to be productive for the rest of the day, but I do have plenty to do like getting all of those things on the website yeah. that we just mentioned. So. <laughs> Well, now we've stopped complaining and we can go and um, busy ourselves with uh, with writing up those stories. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the usual platforms. And if you want more additive insight, make sure you head over to tctmagazine.com where you can click on our Form Next tab and read all of our Form Next stories. And also subscribe for free to our magazine and our Additive Insight newsletter. Uh, just pop in your details there. You'll get a free print subscription to the mag and get our weekly roundup of the biggest news stories from the additive manufacturing industry every single week thanks very much and we'll see you again next time bye